You're listening to The New Leaf Project, sharing stories from instigators, innovators, planters and starters from across Canada. My name is Elle. And I'm Jared. And you are listening to The New Leaf Project. Thanks so much for tuning in and hanging out with us today. Of course, we have another wonderful episode for you. This time, about a guy doing some interesting stuff in his city, bringing people together in an innovative and creative way. So, Jared, tell us about this interview with Rob. Yeah, so he's a guy that I know in Saskatoon. Um, He's working at planting a church there. So we're going to, in future episodes, we're going to check in with him to see how that's going. But uh, one of his great ideas um, that that he's come up with is a way of just getting people together. I'm really excited about this episode, Elle, because when I was recording it with him, I thought, man, I wish Elle was here to hear it. Well, you are here to hear it. And uh, I'm excited because uh, Rob is reaching out to the business community in Saskatoon and he's really creating something valuable for people. And it's something that's that's not hard to do and he actually makes it really easy to participate. So as you're listening to this, we're, we'll explain more at the, at the end of the episode, but as you're listening to this, if you're hearing something that excites you, something you want to get it, get in, um, uh, get involved with, then we will in the show notes have links to videos and all kinds of good stuff on how you can try this out yourself. So this isn't just hey, take a look at what someone else is doing, but this is actually something you can do where you live, and I think it's great. It is a great episode, great interview. So here we go. This is the interview with Rob Clark here on the New Leaf Project. Um, so what I wanted to talk to you today about was this idea that you, you've come up with uh, called an innovators uh, meetup. And it's not something you, you actually came up with here in Saskatoon. It actually uh, something you came up with when you when you lived in Surrey. Right. Uh, so tell me a little bit about where this idea of the innovators meetup uh, started. How did how did you get into it? Yeah, for sure. We, uh, the church that I was at in BC Village Church, we were a young church and it was a church plant itself. And, and I went on as the executive pastor. And so we rented out a school. And so every Sunday we had to set up and it was a fairly big production where we had probably between 50 to 75 people uh, doing setup and tear down every single Sunday. Wow. And it was one Sunday I was walking uh, past a classroom. Now in the classrooms, uh, basically, we took all the desks and shoved them to one side and we hung up curtains so you couldn't see the desk. And so we tried to transform that classroom into more of a, a kid's space. And so I saw a guy hanging up these curtains. And at first I thought, man, that's pretty cool because this guy was a fairly big deal in the business world. He started a business uh, many years ago, quite successful. Uh, as far as money goes, he's made a lot of money. Uh, the business is doing very well, has tons of employees. And so when I walked by and I saw him hanging up curtains, this would be at 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning. My first thought was like, that's really cool to see someone of his position, of his stature, doing something where no one's ever going to see him doing this on a Sunday morning, getting no credit. That's right. It's the whole servant thing. Exactly. Definitely serving. But my second thought is, is if this is the only thing that he's doing for the church, in the church, mm. for the kingdom, then in a sense, he's kind of burying his talents. 
Now, I'm not saying that he's doing that, but we weren't providing an opportunity for him to get engaged using what God's given him and what he's actually perfected over the years. And so at that moment, I said, what can we do as a church that would leverage his gifts, that would allow him to use his gifts in a way that's that's effective, in a sense, letting him use his strengths? Mm-hmm. And so that's when I thought, okay, well, we need to think of something because at that time we didn't have anything. And so I started calling around to different churches and and even some of the more what we would consider the creative churches in America and across Canada, no one really had anything. Uh, even one of the bigger churches, more creative churches that most people would say, they what basically all that they, they did was once uh, a quarter they did a men's breakfast. And so they'd bring in some business speaker and they'd speak for an hour, eat some eggs and bacon and go home. And, and I'm not against that, but I thought, no, there's got to be more than that. Um, I did find that Tim Keller in New York City, Redeemer, uh, they have a pretty strong entrepreneurial program where they actually invest money and train up people. But that's like pretty top of the scale. That's the top 1%. So I had to find something in between. And that's kind of where innovators came from. So uh, tell me a little bit about the first time you you did an, an innovators right. meetup. How did, what did it look like and how did you get it together? Yeah, so about a month of thinking about what could I do, how could I engage these people, uh, I couldn't think of anything. And so I realized that I had to do something even if it wasn't perfect. And so I went out and found the best coffee shop I could in South Surrey, which happened to be a place that I'd frequent often. And I asked the owner if I would be able to have a few people in one night. And so she agreed. So she actually shut her shop down for a night um, and I invited 10 people. And so really the number 10 was just the people I could think off the top of my head that would be exactly uh, engaged in an event like this. Now, the people, uh, I call it innovators meetup and innovators can be in a sense, a strong word, because a lot of people say, well, I'm not very innovative. But what I find is the people that come to these meetups are people that are entrepreneurial minded. So some of them may not even be entrepreneurs, but maybe they're just business executives or they own their own salon where they have tendencies to start things over and over and over mm. again. It's it's the people that would be listening to the same podcasts or reading the same books and speaking in the same language. And so it's these business like-minded people, men and women. And so I invited 10 that came to the top of my mind that actually went to Village Church, the church mm-hmm. I was a part of. And then, but I felt like we needed a few more people. 10 wasn't enough. And so, she, and this was just uh, kind of a, a, one of those things that happened. And I look back and was a, it almost seemed genius, but it was purely luck and maybe even laziness <laughs> um, that I invited 10 people, but I wanted 20. So I told them that everyone had to bring a friend. Now, at the time, it was simply to get the numbers up. Right. Now, looking back, the, the thing by everyone bringing a friend is that it expands your circle. It brings new people that I didn't know, and right. it brings new people that were new to the church or didn't go to the church. Uh, and some people weren't even, uh, didn't even believe in Jesus. But I, I realized after the fact that that was part of, uh, again, the genius of it, but it wasn't my genius is, is, is stumbled upon. <laughs> well, a lot of genius is discovered yeah. that way, for sure. So you, you had 10 people that you invited yeah. personally. The rule was you had to bring somebody with you. Yeah. So what happened? Yeah. So I actually, the invite was very vague. And so I said, show up at this coffee shop at 7 PM and for two hours, I'm going to facilitate a conversation. And at 9 PM we're done. 
And so I think this is very important because people that are in the business world, they appreciate starting on time and ending on time. Um, and I'm not trying to make a slide at creatives that like mm-hmm. to start whenever they feel like it, yeah. but that's just how it's people part of the are. culture It's part of the culture. And so seven o'clock. And again, this is just a little bit of, of, I was very busy in my job. And so I didn't have a lot of time to put towards this. And so I wouldn't say it's necessarily laziness, but I didn't actually have anything prepared. I had a handful of questions. And so we started at seven o'clock sharp. And everyone introduced themselves, which took up almost 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then we had a discussion for 30 minutes. And the questions really don't matter. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but then at 8 o'clock, we have a break for 15 minutes. And this is really where the magic kind of happened during this break. Mm-hmm. Because for the last hour, people were introducing themselves and talking and are interacting. And so now you see during the break, a guy that may be an accountant uh, and a woman that may be that may own her own hair salon that they're talking to one another now, and they probably wouldn't have thought about talking to each other. But the fact that during the discussion that they both were listening to a podcast by Tim Ferriss, they're like, "Oh, you're like minded," and so we need to discuss. Right. And so that that 15 minute break uh, is very important. Mm-hmm. And then the last 45 minutes is just another question. And again, the questions don't matter all that much. Um, it's just really to get people talking. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's almost a way for people to connect. But what you realize is that there's context. And so you're not just handing out business cards based on what you do, but it's really a context of, of how you see the world. What books are you reading? What podcasts are you listening mm-hmm. to? It, it's really a bit of like-minded people are attracted to those that are, are like them. And that's just a reality. And so this gives that opportunity for people to connect. So it's almost like it's a a learning community in that, um, you know, uh, I mean, that's an interesting thing about uh, people who are entrepreneurs. Um, They have a unique set of skills, but they also have a unique set of needs. So what did you see as part of the innovators meetup thing that was meeting the needs? What needs were you meeting and how was that interacting with, with business culture, people in that culture? Well, I think people are always looking for a way to grow, especially in the business world. It's, it's, it's a lot about growth. And so there's a lot of transferables over to the church. And one of the things is that they're always looking for new ways to grow. And it's not necessarily a kind of a get rich type of, of scam, but it's more of the books that have really impacted you, right. the, the methods, like what are you doing when you first wake up? What are you doing to hire people? How are you telling your story in a creative way? Uh, especially a lot of the discussions that we talk about now center around social media, the mm. internet, and how that's been changing business and will continue to change business. And so, and that's been the interesting thing is that these meetups, as I do more and more of them, that I start to see more creatives creep in, and which is a great thing. Because I start to see this blend of where we almost in the past, it almost seemed like black and white. You were either business or you're creative. Mm -hmm. And I think that the elite are becoming a blend of both is that you're really well connected to the marketplace. And the only way that you can do that is if you are creative. Mm -hmm. And so as I do more and more innovators, it's, it's interesting as I invite people, it almost weeds out the people that aren't those, the people that are trying to tell a story. And so it has been evolving over time. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited that, you know, as we are right now, seven innovator meetups in that the type of people that are being attracted to these meetups. And, and, And I think what's happening is that people are trying to, they're making their own value. We're simply providing a space and an opportunity. 
And then that people are actually bringing their own value and they're kind of running with it themselves. So when you say we're at seven, you did three in Surrey yeah. and then, and then you did four when you moved back yeah. here to Saskatoon. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about why you decided to do, uh, well, let's back the truck up. Why did you decide to move from Surrey to Saskatoon? And then, uh, why did you take the innovators meetup idea? from Surrey to Saskatoon. Right, right. So the church that I was at, um, when I first started there, I was a second full-time staff member, second pastor, and it was a ton of fun. Like we were literally trying to uh, catch a runaway truck, it felt like. Um, mm. when, I, when I started there, we're at 1,000 people uh, on a Sunday morning. And by the time I left, there was about 3,500 people on a, on a Sunday morning. Uh, but over those couple of years that I was there, we hired 24 staff. Uh, we got a lot of systems in place, a lot of structures in place. And so really my role it, it did change. It went from creating to managing. And, and I didn't realize, but as I look back, I realized that I'm not wired to manage. I'm, I'm a mm. terrible manager. And so, but what I'm gifted at is, is creating and starting. And so that really, as it grew, I felt that God was putting that on me. And I really felt this urge to start new churches. And so when I resigned from the church, and of course, everyone's like, well, why did you resign? It's like, you got a good gig and you're getting really paid really well. And, and, and people didn't, couldn't understand that we were just at a different place, that we weren't focused on starting new churches. We were focused on growing what we had. And, and I'm not against that. It's just I know that God's wired me in such a way that I had to move on. We really felt like God was calling us back to Saskatoon, mm -hmm. where I spent a decade of my adult years, and really feel like this is the place that we need to be to start new churches. And, and this is where your wife grew up. Yeah, my well. wife grew up here yeah, as well. Yeah. Yes. So you come back to Saskatoon, and you want to start new churches here. Not right. just plant a church, but plant multiple yes. churches here. Um, tell me a little bit about why you took the innovators, uh, meet up from, from Surrey to Saskatoon. What, what's, what's worked in that transition for you? Why is that? Why is that something you, you decide to do? I think, I think two things. Um, one is that, uh, it's, it's been successful. And what I mean by successful is that I've seen that there's a need and that people want it. Mm -hmm. And so I think as human beings, we like to do things that we're good at. Mm -hmm. Now, in a sense, it's really not that difficult to do a meetup. Um, and so it's not like, oh, I'm very skilled or, or I'm a professional at this. And, but I just feel like every time I run an Innovators, there's positive feedback. And so that, I, I think that does motivate me to do more. Uh, but secondly, and probably more importantly, is just because I really enjoy them and I get value out of them. Mm -hmm. And so when people show up, uh, really my role is to, to find a space. And I do think that the space does matter because I've ran it at different places and the space matters. Uh, just the aesthetics matter. Um, so people show up. I make sure that everyone leaves with a book. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of readers are leaders. And so people have something tangible in their hands when they leave. So you buy a box of books. A box of books, yeah. And everybody who shows up. Gets, gets a free book. Gets a free book. And, and I, the type of people that come to these events, whether or not they read the book doesn't matter, but the fact that they have a book and it's this idea of learning and growing. Um, but then the two hours of meeting new people, having discussions that you may not have discussions with these people in your life, but it 
provides an opportunity, a space to do that. And so personally, I enjoy these. And every time I'm at a, a meetup, that I personally grow, that I'm challenged, and that in a sense, I'm meeting new people that want to grow themselves. And so we make each other better. And so ultimately, that's probably the probably the most important answer is that I like them and I need them and no one else is doing them. So I might as well do them. And Saskatoon itself has kind of a, a bit more of an entrepreneurial spirit now than it has had in, in years past. Oh, for sure. When I moved here in 2001 and now obviously 2016, it's a totally different city. Um, and you see so many new startups and, and I think across uh, North America, the idea of an entrepreneur definitely has grown. When you see things like stories of Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat trying to be bought for $3 billion, the idea of an entrepreneur is very kind of sexy right now. And so I think that bleeds out to the rest of the world, even on much smaller levels. Mm. Um, but definitely Saskatoon has caught that bug as well. And there's a lot more people that are are more interested in starting new things and trying things differently. So I was at your, the fourth one you did in Saskatoon, yes. but the seventh one you've done. Right. Um, and what I saw was really intriguing. Um, it wasn't, this wasn't the, 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 you know, the owners of factories or something like that. These yeah. were, there was a guy there who had a wedding photography business slash he was getting more and more into video production. Mm -hmm. Two other wedding photographers, um, there was my wife who works for a financial, uh, um, consulting company. There were all kinds of really interesting people around the table. Um, people who ran marketing companies, people who had just kind of started on their own. Yeah. And as we introduced ourselves to each other, you got a little bit of a sense of, of the kinds of people around the table. And then you threw out a question, um, and it had to do with, uh, you know, I think it was, what do you, what, what are your challenges right now? And, 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 uh, and that kind of a thing. And then what was really fascinating was watching, um, during that break that you talked about earlier, that's so important. I saw three wedding photographers get together to talk and they were hungry for that conversation because, uh, you know, you, and you'd think, okay, three wedding photographers in a town of 250,000 people, like they're in direct competition with each other. There's, there's gotta be, um, why would they treat each other like enemies? But they were like best friends yeah. and they were really trying to help each other out. And it was really fascinating to watch, um, you specifically, because I think you think like a missionary to business people. It's something that I, I see God, uh, gifting you with. And, and it's something that I think, you see more readily than, than even a person like me. Um, but watching you do that, it was really fascinating to see um, people craving connection and then creating, creating that connection for themselves. So my question for you is, um, so you're, you've moved here to plant a church. This is one of the areas that, that the, the business community is, 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 probably a group of people you're going to be dealing with, at least at first. Um, if you plant a whole bunch of churches here, it'll be more um, in order to be more diverse. But how help me connect the dots between the innovators meetup and your idea of planting a church. How do those two things work together or do they? Uh, not directly. In a sense, 
and I'm still trying to figure this out. And I think this is a little bit of, of who I am, but I think it's a little bit of, of church planters as well. And I'm not speaking for everyone, but there's probably a, a majority of them that they just want to start something and they kind of figure it out as they go. And so I don't see a direct contact between starting a church and necessarily the meetup. But what I do know is, for example, when those three photographers were talking that night, two of them know Jesus, love Jesus. They are a part of a church and they serve in their church. And the third, he was not. So he, he's not a, a, and I don't know, and I don't know him all that well. And so I don't know if he's spiritual. He's definitely not a Christian. Um, but now there's a relationship with two Christians and a non-Christian. And so I may never have a relationship with this videographer. And I may know him and we may talk and we may see each other at events, but I'm not going to have a relationship with them. But now these other two photographers do. And so and I, I'm very, in a sense, uh, happy and I, I don't necessarily take credit, but I'm happy that I was able to provide a space where this connection was able to happen. Mm -hmm. And so in a sense, globally kingdom minded, I, I hope that there's a benefit and a value um, as as the global church. Um, but for what we're trying to start, it may or may not actually pay off. If I mean, payoff is kind of sounds like a bad word, but some people are like, what's the end goal? Right. And, and honestly, I don't know what the end goal is for innovators. Um, next month, we are running one in Regina, which is a city just two hours south of us. Um, so I had some friends that came up to a meetup. They thought it was really cool. They want to try it. And so now we're going to run one in Regina, which I'll be a part of. But for the most part, they're going to be leading it. And so it'll be interesting to see other people as they do their own versions of these meetups. And, and hopefully there is some kingdom value. But whether or not it ever impacts the local church plant, right now I'm not concerned that it will. So it's not a one-to-one -one relationship. No. You're doing this because this is something that you've discovered. You're doing this because it's good for the community. It's yep. good for our city. It's good for to have thoughtful entrepreneurs kingdom-minded and just normal, everyday good people getting together and uh, something positive results from that. Exactly. So <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about the future of Innovators Meetups. It's kind of cool that someone else is, is doing another one. If, if someone wanted to start an Innovators yeah. Meetup somewhere else in the country, maybe they're listening to the podcast and they want to do it, how would they go about doing that? In a sense, it's gathering a group of people, like-minded people for two hours and have a conversation and, and the magic will happen from there. Um, but I can definitely give details of all the questions I've asked. I can even give you an invite of what an invite looks like. I can give you my time frames. I can give you the books that I've given out. Um, for example, I find the books that uh, are easy to read, that are short, that are, um, are cheap to buy in bulk. And so uh, I can give you all of that um, and how it's even evolved. And so if someone wants to run in Innovators, um, it can be done very cheaply and very quickly. Mm. Um, so my Innovators now, and again, they've evolved, um, but I've, I now have people that will sponsor the events. And so right now we're meeting at Wall Street Common, and they'll allow me to use their space um, once a month. And of course, I think it's good for them because they've in turn had people come to an innovators meetup that have now leased space. Um, so it's good for them, but now I have a free space. I found a business that's willing to buy the books. Um, but when I started, I did it all out of my own pocket. And again, mm -hmm. it's not a huge amount. I mean, I think the first one cost me $500, um, which seems like a lot. 
Um, but there's a lot of people out there that are spending way more on that, on marketing and advertising, mm-hmm. and may or may not be adding any value. If nothing else, you know that this is going to add value and it's going to give you connections that you probably won't get any other way. Mm-hmm. Now, you could go without a book. So, I mean, if you had to, don't buy a book. Uh, actually, I do bring a barista in as well to serve coffee. Um, you can forego that as well. But those are all things where we need to start thinking as the church, how are we going to add value to our city? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm always thinking like, how can I add a little bit more value? And so if I have to spend $100 on coffee, but if it's going to add value, then let's do it. And so I'm always trying to think of how can I add more value, more value? Because the reality is that the more we do of that, the more people want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And so business people, businessmen, businesswomen are very busy, but I already have people that are replying to me, people that I don't even know that want to be a part of the Innovators Meetup. And so even though they're busy, they're saying, listen, I want to take an evening out of my schedule to be a part of what you're doing. And so that's something that we need to figure out. How can we do more of that? Now, again, it may not be that one-to-one. Will they ever come to a church? I don't know. But I do know that I won't have a relationship with them outside of an event like this. And it's not necessarily the stated goal to get people out to church. It's exactly. the stated goal is just to do something good for for the city. Exactly. I think that's something that's very uh, uh, biblical and very much uh, in the spirit of, of what I think we need to be doing more of in the future. And what I like about this, and I, what I'm excited to be getting you to tell this story to us, is, is that you're thinking like a missionary. Um, and it's a community that sometimes the church has um, either a fear of or, uh, you know, whatever. But it, it's it's a group of people that you're right. We, we often come to them when we want money, when we want this or that. Um, but building into their lives has, has amazing benefits, too. And I, I, I saw it firsthand, and I think it'd be great. So you're literally saying to us... Um, if we're thinking we, we should do one of these in our city, you'd help us out. 100%. Uh, what I want to tell people too, is they, they got to realize it's much, much easier than you think it is. At, at first I've, I've had some friends and they're like, Oh, walk me through it. And, and then we walk it through and they're like, is that it? I'm like, yeah, that's it. And because the magic isn't in what we do or what we say, or even the questions that we ask, the magic is in the relationships. And if you put 20 people in a room together and just get the spark going, you'll, and if it, again, a bit of it is, is choosing the right people. And so you need to make sure that out of the 20, there's a few people in there that are definitely good people. And what I mean by good people is not like spiritually good people, but people, you know, that are going to be interesting, that are going to talk because there are going to be some people that are a little bit more shy. Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure that you pick a few people that are going to bring some value some people that you look up to creatively or businessly or whatever it may be. But if you only have literally three or four people and the rest are just average when it comes to holding a conversation. And uh, I mean, these words are sounding really bad right now, average people. (laughs) But the idea is like, if you have a few dynamic people as far as extroverts and they can control a room, if you get a few of those together, um, it's, it's pretty cool what can happen. And it's the relationships. And so what I tell people that, when I talk about innovators is that I don't have any expectations. The minute that it's over, I don't have any expectations that they do anything with it, that I ever talk to them again. Obviously that's not the case, but I go in with zero expectations. 
Now, a quick story is uh, some of you that are listening are either starting churches or maybe are in a church right now. This is something that I would recommend maybe trying. When I did the first meetup, um, there was a guy that came to the meeting that I didn't know. So uh, someone that I invited and he was a guest. And so I didn't know him at all. Uh, not a Christian guy. Uh, I think he'd probably consider himself spiritual, but not a Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, really didn't even go to a church. He'd bounce around a little bit. Um, but after the meeting, um, the only thing that I talked to him as he was walking on the way out, he said, thank you. Very cool what we did tonight. I uh, thought it was fun. And that's that's all I talked to him that evening. But the next day, he walked into the church and gave the church a check for $100,000. Now, of course, that was my first innovators. And the elders at that point said, run as many as you want. Um, <laughs> but there was no expectation. And then that's never happened again. And so don't expect that to happen. But it's this opportunity that we try something and not have expectations, but at the same time realize that if we add value, that usually something good's going to come of that. Sometimes it benefits the church. And then hopefully, and we pray into that, that it always impacts the kingdom. I think that's a, that's a key mindset for us to, to keep being reminded of. I mean, in Jeremiah 29, um, you know, God is saying to us, seek the good of the city. Seek yeah. the good of the city and you will find in that your salvation. And yeah. I think as the church moves deeper and deeper into exile, I think we have to, uh, we've been very guilty uh, in the last little bit of the old bait and switch where yeah. you're trying to, you, you, you give somebody something they want in exchange for listening to the gospel yes. message or something. And in many ways, our seeking the good of the city is the gospel uh, done through our actions. Yes. And um, I think I think it's really important. I like how you do it. I like the way that you create that. I love to see how those interactions and those relationships progress uh, as we go. And maybe we'll check in with you later and, and yeah. see if there's any any other stories. But that's that's what I wanted to get at here. This is why I love your story. Um, is that you're doing something for the good of the city, and it, it's it. You're right. It's created value, and. It's it's just doing stuff that I think is pretty cool. Yeah. So thanks for being on the show. Thanks uh, for having Rob. me. It's great hearing your story. And uh, I'll put in the show notes how you can get a hold of Rob and connect, learn more about how to put on an innovators meetup. Yes. I'd love to see these everywhere in Canada. It'd be great. Thanks so much for that great interview, Jared. And thanks to Rob Clark for sharing his story with us. You know, um, the business world is near and dear to my heart. And so I was so encouraged and inspired to see that Rob just kind of picked up um, that great idea and is really doing something meaningful for his communities, bringing something of value to people in uh, the creative world and in the business world. So it was a great interview, Jared. Thanks for finding Rob Clark and sharing all that info with us. Yeah, Rob is uh, is an interesting guy, and um, he's doing. Uh, he's got a YouTube channel just called Rob Clark, so you can search for that on YouTube. And it kind of has just been cataloging some of his thoughts on church planting, very occasionally, but mostly it's just it's just the everyday life of of a person in Saskatoon and uh, uh, working. He's transitioning his family to a plant based uh, uh, diet as they 
as I think you have. Uh, go vegetarians, y- go. Yes. Um, and um, he's got a drone, so he gets to demo that. It's a pretty fun uh, vlog, and I think you'd enjoy it. Um, I appear on he's, it occasionally because he and I oh. go for coffee a bunch of times. Well, I mean, that's reason enough to check out the YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, celebrities like me. <laughs> um, you were saying he's planting through the Alliance Church. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And um, and so so uh, it's it's really exciting because the Alliance Church um, uh, has been a, a New Leaf partner uh, on on a number of projects, and and uh, Ron Gerzen, the guy who is the uh, is the leader of the Alliance Church out there. He and I have worked on a bunch of stuff together and looking forward to working on more uh, in the future. But yeah, Rob is is working at planning an Alliance Church uh, in Saskatoon. And as that gets going more, he's really in the very preliminary stages now, but as that gets going more, um, we'll have Rob back on the show lots of times because I like his perspective. He's very different than I am, but we agree on so many other things and I really, really just enjoy uh, getting to talk to him. Awesome. Great. Well, you know what? If you have anybody that you would love us to talk to that are starting new things, trying new things all across Canada, we would love to hear from you. If you've got some stories or some people we should be connecting with, we would love to hear from you either through our email address um, or over on Facebook. We've got lots of conversation happening over on the New Leaf Network. So check us out on Facebook. If you love what we're doing, or maybe even if you don't love what we're doing, we'd love to hear back from you. You can check us out on iTunes as well. Um, we're, we're trying to be everywhere. Yep. Uh, and so uh, be, feel free to connect with us. We really do genuinely actually want to hear back from people and would love to hear from people that you know, stories of people trying things, planting things, innovating. Even if they're not successful, we can still learn from those stories and we still want to honor Canadians that are on the ground trying out things in our culture, in our day and age. So be sure to connect with us. So yeah, in the show notes... Uh, just check them out. We're going to post a, a couple videos of Rob uh, there explaining how to do an innovators meetup. Um, and uh, you can follow him and you can you can uh, interact with us on Facebook. I, I, I know you already said that, L, but just want to double down on that because uh, that's a place where, where if you have comments, you want to interact on a show, that's an excellent place to do it because there is a community that wants to talk about the, these issues, talk about these kinds of things. And We just want to get it all going. So thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the New Leaf Podcast. You can find us on the web at newleafnetwork.ca or head on over to our Facebook page, New Leaf Network. We have events, workshops, and conversations happening all the time. We would love if you could join us as we share the stories of planters and stars all across Canada.